The homily is not a time for teaching or history lessons, but today as we celebrate, we kind of step out uh, and uh, perhaps it's okay to, to consider a history lesson. After all, this is not a church feast, which is why we don't have a Gloria or uh, we don't have the Creed. It is rather a national celebration, one that the church recognizes as important to us as a nation. In fact, I learned something yesterday, and that is that it's uh, the Pope considered it, Pope Pius XII considered it so important that he actually gave an indult for Americans to have leftover turkey on Friday. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, yeah, only, only the Catholic Church. But uh, we, we remember how uh, that first Thanksgiving feast uh, in, in our history, the one that we hear about in our history lessons, uh, was in 1621. What we tend to forget is that the voyage that they left on, the, the Puritans, the pilgrims, uh, left in 1620, so 400 years ago. They left in August. They left a little later than they should have. The, the journey was treacherous, even more treacherous than it should have been. The seas were rough. In fact, it was so rough that uh, many of the pilgrims had seasickness to the point that many of the sailors uh, had a particular nickname for them and it had something to do with vomiting. I don't remember the exact nickname. I should have looked it up, but I didn't have a chance. Uh, they, many uh, were sick to the point some died on the journey over. Because the seas were so rough and treacherous, they did not land where they were supposed to, where people were ready to welcome them, but rather landed, if I remember right, hundreds of miles north where there was nothing prepared and winter set in. That winter was particularly rough even for uh, the frontier of the, that would become the United States. Many died. In fact, between when they left and that first Thanksgiving in 1621, almost half of them had died. They lived very meagerly on the portions that they uh, had reserved on their, from their journey over, uh, living in a large longhouse in order to, uh, because that's all they had time to build, very, very tough circumstances. Into those circumstances, uh, as they were out and about, uh, they happened to, somebody happened to overhear them talking in a language he understood, Squanto. Uh, Squanto's history was one that he was abducted himself, taken into Spain uh, by the Spanish uh, sailors. Eventually, he was freed from uh, uh, slavery by Spanish uh, monks who taught him, uh, taught him uh, Catholicism, and, and eventually they released him uh, uh, when he was strong enough. He ended up in England, where he learned English, and booked a return ship back to his native land. When he got back, most of his tribe had been gone. He, he was alone. And there, when he heard the pilgrims speaking in English, recognizing the language, he, out of the woods, came and asked the ever-important question, now we would understand it as, got beer? And they recognized in that question somebody who was a friend. And because of Squanto's uh, language, 
because of his ability, because of his understanding a little bit about Christianity. The Puritans, of course, were not Catholic, and Squanto was not able to practice because there was no priest, but Squanto, because, because of that, he understood who they were and what they stood for, was able to help them. And out of Thanksgiving, that next October, they decided to throw a harvest Thanksgiving for the meager harvest they, they had done, and they invited, of course, those who had helped them. So often the political PC crowd will, will point out that there was a celebration of colonialism and all this stuff. No, it wasn't. It was a celebration of friendship and a true act of thanksgiving. And as we remember, thanksgiving is not it's one of those weird things. We can have happiness without having an object of happiness, but thanksgiving has to have an object. We have to be something we're thankful to and something we're thankful for. And of course, they were thankful to God for all that they had experienced. All they had experienced. Despite having lost almost half their number, that tragedy striking each family almost, and if not uh, one particular family, uh, particularly through their friendships. Abraham Lincoln, knowing that history in, during the Civil War, decided that it would be appropriate for Americans to gather and to give thanks to God, to give thanks God for, for the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence afforded us as Americans, even in the midst of war. And so he declared that Thanksgiving would be a national feast. I find it fitting, especially in this year of 2020, when so much has happened with this virus, with uh, riots and race wars and uh, all, all sorts of political agenda being revealed and, and uh, some being concealed, and sadly, all sorts of things that are happening in our world. And our inclination as human beings is to, well, I do it, I do, I'm the best one at this. I've shared this before, but I throw pity parties. The problem with pity parties is no one else shows up, which causes another pity party. But we, we moan and groan and we, we forget. We forget. And into that, this today's gospel passage, the one that the church uh, suggests for us, is the story of the ten, ten lepers. There they are, outcasts. And not only outcast, but among them is a Samaritan, an outcast among outcasts. As a Samaritan, he would have been viewed as a half-breed. He would have been called probably dog. They viewed uh, Jews would do everything they could to avoid Samaria. They would not walk through Samaria. They would literally go days' journeys outside in order to avoid going through the territory. That's how much hatred there was. So the Samaritan has leprosy, this dreaded disease, one that we know now 85% of the human population is naturally immune to it, but they didn't know that at the time. They thought it was deadly, dreadfully catchy, not knowing what caused it or anything like that. And so they were shunned. Into that, forming small groups, 
traveling, they come across Jesus. Jesus, Master, have pity on us. They're maybe throwing themselves a pity party. And Jesus tells them to do something that they should have had the clue of, wait a minute here. You want us to do what? You want us lepers, ten lepers, not just one, ten, to go into the temple area. That would have been akin to having somebody who was actively coughing, sneezing, uh, wheezing without masks, coming and obviously, clearly complaining about not being able to taste and, oh, I got this terrible fever, coming in and sitting right in front and breathing on everyone. We'd be horrified, wouldn't we? They should have known. But only one recognizes and maybe the reason he came back was not out of, out of some sense of recognition or, or whatever, but maybe he understood that while the other nine were going to the temple to be declared cleansed, he was going to the God-made man. He was going to thank Jesus Christ directly. He didn't need to go to the temple to be declared clean because God himself had declared him clean. He comes back in thanksgiving. But I find myself wondering what happened to this poor Samaritan afterward. After all, as a leper, he would have lost all of his goods. Maybe like Squanto, when he returned to where his ancestral home was, maybe he found his family gone. Would they even accept him back if they were around? So there he was with nothing, and yet thankful. And it reminds us that thanksgiving is not a matter of circumstances in our lives. It's not what we have. It's not what surrounds us. But even then, we as Americans have so much to be thankful for. Thanksgiving is an attitude. It's an attitude. It's turning to the Lord and saying, thank you. It's because of that that maybe you've had this experience too. When you... uh, when many mission trips or when you view people who are sharing about their experience with those who are deeply impoverished, there's a thankfulness among them. They may not have much, but what they have, they are profoundly thankful for. It's the rich, it's the wealthy, it's the ones with so much, the need to remember and so often forget. They want more and more and not thankful. See, maybe it's easy to forget God when we have what we need. That's why we need that attitude of remembering that God is God. This year, most especially, perhaps we remember that despite everything that else is, that is going on, we need to have the attitude of thankfulness. I don't want to rhyme. I almost said attitude of gratitude, but that works too. But this attitude of turning to the Lord in all circumstances, knowing it's not the circumstances that cause thanksgiving, but rather an understanding that what we have, all that we have, is God's gift and that God is with us.